Grab your mug and take a chug. He's about to spill the tea. Saucy chatter on subject matter. It's just between you and me. Sit on back and hear him yak. It's gossip to a tea. It's cup of joe. Cup of joe. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Cup of Joe, a podcast about all things celebrity gossip and entertainment news, from Real Housewives to RuPaul's Drag Race, plus the candid celebrity interviews you won't find anywhere else. I'm your host, Joe Drake. All right, I gotta tell you, we have such a special guest this week. I know I say that every week, and frankly, they are all special guests, and I love them all in their own way. This week, I spoke to drag royalty Trixie Mattel. We spoke for about an hour, and I want to air basically the entire conversation. So normally I would do, you know, my breakdown of what's going on in pop culture this week, talk a little bit about things I'm loving, but I don't want this podcast to be an hour and 45 minutes. I'd rather you listen to this interview in its entirety. Next week, I'll break some things down because I'm looking forward to the Oprah interview with Harry and Meghan. Yeah, the Golden Globes were great. I don't really have much commentary because it was such an odd year due to the pandemic. Um, so, you know, there's not much I really want to talk about this week, except for the lovely Trixie Mattel. So, ah, a little bit of coffee. Let's just get right into it, because ladies and gentlemen, Trixie is the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 3, originally competing on Season 7. She's also a singer, an actor, and of course, renowned YouTube personality and podcast host. Trixie recently won a Queerty Award for Best Podcast with her co-host and her cohort, Katia. She is also a 2021 Glad Media Award nominee for Outstanding Breakout Artist for her brilliant album, Barbara. She also has a makeup line. She now owns a gay bar in Wisconsin. She currently hosts RuPaul's Drag Race Pit Stop for season 13. And honey, we talk all about it. So without further ado, ladies, gays, allies, and everyone else who listens to this podcast, please welcome to the stage... Trixie Mattel. We did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. We did it. United States. Are you so sick of hearing that? No, I. I, People have brought it up, but you did it the most (laughs) common way. (laughs) I mean, you can't just yell it. It has to be at a time that actually works. It does, and well, it's the first president named Joe, so I'm really into that. We did it, Joe. I'm wearing the president's name. Uh, are where are you? In my office. Are normally, you still? Um, normally, um, I turn on like the full fantasy YouTube everything with like the DSLR camera, but you're not recording this, so I was like, fuck it. Yeah, this you is just audio. Deserve more than this. Fuck him. Oh. Honestly, there we go. Is that like your gamer chair? Oh. Well, it's a gamer chair because I love video games, but also for um, being a business bitch, it's actually really comfortable to do like Zoom calls all day in. But I don't do YouTube in this chair or anything. Like I have a little short, like low chair, but this is like, because like when I sit flat, it has like this little pillow, like I can really like, you know, work like this. Wow, teleport us to Mars. (laughs) Yes. And then sometimes I get fancy and turn on the light, but mm. when I use my DSLR, like my fancy YouTube camera, I can like turn down all the lights and just do a little ring light. And then I'll turn this on. And when it's out of focus, it glows neon and the whole room like glows pink. It's cool. Oh, I love that. You know, I realized this was a horrible time to have you on my podcast. Why? Because you just won best podcast at the Queerties. Or was it? What? You weren't nominated. You're too new, right? Yeah, no, I wasn't nominated. (laughs) But you just started. I just started. I mean, we just started too, but you know what? We're not, I'm not the best at anything, but the people who like me show up for me. That's why anytime there's something fan voted, I always win. 
You are kind of the best. I've been listening to Bald and the Beautiful a lot lately. It is good. It's Thank really you. Good. I really like it. And honestly, I love having guests, but all the ones with just S are, are better. I mean, I like, just feel like, do people really want to hear more of us just talking? And then when I listen to the pod, I'm like, well, the ones of us alone are the funniest ones. Right. Because we don't care. <laughs> it's uh, but audio. Yeah. So, I mean, that shit does crack me up. Um, some of the shit we say on there cracks my shit up. That first pilot episode where we close the episode going, shine on. I don't know why that was so <laughs> funny to me, but it is. Do you like doing the podcast? You did it, Joe. Um, did. Yeah. Oh, by the way, should I be recording? No, I, I think I, I'm doing it on my end. Oh, you record remotely. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like doing podcasts. It's the only time I'm not in drag usually. Although if it's like, I don't know, if it's if somebody asks and it's kind of like a, a big established podcast, I'll get in drag because usually some people use it. They use the video. Right. So I, when you when you know, with this, since this is a video, I was thrilled. No, I know. I figured I'd get you as Brian. Yeah, and I also just like you, so I look forward to being on pods with people I actually know. I mean, it just okay. it doesn't even feel like work. I know it was so nice of you to say yes. Of course, I love the gaze. I love, I I really love self starting like, um, you know, people who aren't talkers and people who are doers. You know how many people say I should have a podcast, but people don't realize how much work it is. Right. You know, this podcast that I just started, this is four episodes in, was an idea I had 10 years ago. Yeah, and you had to get- And like, it took me 10 years of like, ignoring the naysayers. And honestly, it probably took COVID and quarantine for me to be like, maybe I should dust off that podcast idea. Well, and the substance abuse. That too. It has really slowed you down. Right. Getting through I that- love getting, I love getting a COVID text from you, like 7 p.m. my time, which is turtle time for you. Like when you're having like wine o'clock with a, like a quarantine pod and it'll be you in a wig with like, I knew you were going to call me out on this. <laughs> Listen, I had Dorinda Medley on as you, you know, Dorinda. Of course. So she was telling me that when she gets drunk, she texts Rihanna because Rihanna is a fan of hers from housewives. And I'm like, I call you Dorinda. So like the people I call are Trixie Mattel and Dorinda Medley when I'm drinking. Right, that's great. I have- the, And you both, like, both of you answer. <laughs> I, I will text Michelle Branch, which is like- Oh. I don't know why, like like New Year's, I'll have like two glasses of champagne and allow myself to text, I'll be like, have a wonderful year, Michelle Branch. And <laughs> oh my God. I allow I, myself to talk to her. I feel like I've asked you this last time we did an interview for- something and um who is your most famous like actual friend now i think I mean, you probably, might have said iggy azalea probably iggy or lisa vanderpump yeah she's should really we get famous it? should we talk about it <laughs> well i'm a great friend for lisa vanderpump because i met her before i watched housewives so wait I'm, i don't think i know that tell tell me well it's been announced i did overserved lisa's new show Okay, right. Um, they announced like the roster of talent involved. And I, I, my boyfriend watches Bravo, but I'd never seen anything. So I, I'm so ignorant. I remember asking her like, did you ever go to a gay bar or something? I don't know what I asked. I just, Wait, before we get into Overserved, how did you become friends with her before? Oh, she, she asked to have me on Overserved. So I met her at her house for Overserved. And I can't give away what happens in the episodes, but the whole show is people come to Lisa's house during quarantine, we get tested, and Lisa has us like six feet, six feet away, Lisa shows us like a lovely time. Food and drinks and kiki and games. And I'm, um, you know, and then I would say Iggy's pretty famous, but she's another good one for me because I don't listen to rap music. So to me, it's just Iggy. I mean, I know her, right. to me I, know, I know Fancy because I'm gay. Right. I know, I know started because I was in the video. I don't even. Well, to be honest, she hasn't been releasing a lot of music lately. Well, she's a mom now. Well, she's a mom and she's a make she's a makeup artist on the Trixie Mattel YouTube page. Yeah, I just she really is a fool. And I was happy to have her on the page because I mean I get a lot of hate, but she gets so much hate. And I wish people knew that Iggy's just a fucking goof. Right. She's just a fool. I mean, she looks so gorgeous death-defyingly beautiful and her lyrics are so aggressive but in real life she is such a fucking right. fool her makeup 
or your makeup palette on her looks really good. <laughs> yeah. She's just you know? like a nerd and she loves drag. And I tell everyone this, Joe, but we did it, Joe. Um, <laughs> I tell, I did, when I did started, I showed up on set and she was basically told everyone, all right, a drag queen's here, drop everything. We're going to shoot her scene and get her home because being in drag is really uncomfortable. So she oh. made my time on set nothing because she was just like, girl, I feel you. Because she wears wigs and shit too. So she's like, I get it. Right. Yeah. She's up in the drag fantasy too. Yeah. Wait, so, you um, said that she gets a lot of hate, which I'm not surprised by. I feel like I know that. But I I find you to be, well, I know that you're so popular and you have such a huge fan base. Where, where's the hate coming from? I, I wouldn't say I get a lot of hate, but I would say like, it's all proportional, right? So my version of getting in, like somebody hates me, Iggy's this times a million because she's so famous. You know? Right. And and she's a woman and she has like an extreme body and extreme personal style. So I think that's just women in rap period are constantly being super criticized right. for everything. So I think do they you, have it the worst. Do you feel super famous now? Cause you kind of are. I mean, I'm not just saying that too, but like, it's, <laughs> I'm not, but it's gotten to a point where like, I mean, everybody I told that you were coming on this week's episode was like, they were the most excited. No That's what's funny is everyone's that. like, I can't believe we got you. You're so busy. I'm like, why do you think I'm so busy? Cause I say yes to everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I'm not like, mm, we'll see if Joe gets a few more. We'll see if he wins a Quick. podcast, Queerty, and maybe <laughs> I'll make an appearance. Um, I just like everyone and I like I like gay people and I mean, I'll do anything gay. Well, that's a smart sort of business strategy, I would assume. If I enjoy it, I'll do it. Yeah, it's just keep saying yes, unless yeah. it's garbage. I still say no. The only time I really say no is when I know that there's money that they're not letting me have. Right. Like if you know there's, yeah. It's a huge budget thing. And they're trying to be like, this is a huge opportunity for you. We're not paying. I'm like, then I'm not doing it. But if it's like um, somebody's YouTube channel, their project, or like, I love doing stuff like that. Right. YouTube's podcast. I don't think I've ever said no to a podcast or like a YouTube channel collab. Cause I, I love doing stuff like this. There's actually a huge budget to this. Oh, I will be. I'll be in touch with your management. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I will say, uh, I wouldn't say famous, but little things like there's that new show on Netflix, I guess, where they said like, what about this contouring? Is it Kylie? And the girl goes, "Mm, Trixie Mattel. The fact that that gets thrown out in a TV show and the audience knows what it means was like, oh, that's fierce. Yeah, totally. But I mean, drag is a great way to be famous because you're still just fucking gross out of drag and you're still just like, another person right well something like i love that you, you know is famous you know yeah something i love that you said on bald and the beautiful is you, you're like i hear of young people like not going to college and becoming drag queens because they think it's like a get rich quick scheme oh everybody <laughs> because thinks they that... see you and they're like oh i can do that <laughs> well that's because i represent caucasian mediocrity so they're like oh you could be an bit- okay. You could be an okay singer and funny once in a while and be very rich. Fabulous. Yeah, I'm poor from the Midwest too. Yeah, everybody also thinks I'm obscenely wealthy because if you work in makeup, everyone thinks that you're on like Jeffrey Star's level. So, right. Well, the last time I saw you in Los Angeles, we hung out and we were talking about your makeup business. It seemed like it was turning a corner. It, and it was, was like, turning like, a corner, right? Yes, I mean. Nobody knows this. I, I mean, I started this company with all my own money. These are all my own ideas, my own projects. I pay everyone who works here. Um, so if it doesn't work, it's on me. Everybody else has a salary. You know what I mean? I only make right. money if the company makes money. So we are at a point, finally, little things like we don't have to borrow money to print the packaging. Right. Like we can pay for it ourselves. We're hiring. I mean, we hired last year. We're hiring again this year. Um, the cosmetics companies. I love doing it. And we've made like now this year, we have like major launches every month. Whereas we used to be able, you know, when we first started, we could only afford to launch a couple shades of lipstick a year. Just in in like two or three years, we've been able to like, it's wild girl. It's a full-time job. I mean, I'm on Slack all day and on Zoom. Yeah. I'm on Slack all day and on Zooms all day with the cosmetics team. And it's all gays and women and Brown people. And we're just making like, Making the makeup we want to see. And you know, that's like, it's fierce in its own right. But like in 2020 slash 2021, the fact that you were able to hire last year and you're continuing to hire and you guys are like still doing it, like that's crazy. 
Yeah, it's been, and honestly, it's only because people apparently like to sit home and paint themselves up like whores. Right. They're saying, like I don't me, care. When I call you at midnight. <laughs> yes, like you calling me at midnight, turtle time. <laughs> turtle time. Uh, um, wait, who is Deja Wright that was modeling for Trixie Cosmetics? Because oh, Deja, they are. Girl. What? Like I that find day. all my models on Grinder. Do you really? Dead serious. Deja, Deja at the time was going by Sean and I messaged them and said, um, would you ever model? Um, and they were like, I've never really done it. I've always wanted to try. If you could see Deja in person, tall, striking, the best features of both gender expressions together. No, right. Like she's I... like lean, and they have like perfect eyes, perfect skin, perfect haircut. And they were so easy to work with. And for the daytime realness collection, I mean, the look is oh, beautiful. No, it's, so, it's so good. I saw them on your Instagram, on Trixie Cosmetics Instagram. Yeah. And I, I know thinking that I was like going, gonna, gonna go down a rabbit hole of like all these like modeling pics. They've got like 800 followers. I think you just discovered like America's Next Top Model. That's what we do. I know, really. I was like, would you ever model for me again? And they were like, oh my God, I would love to. Like, and that person had never really been in a makeup chair on a set like that. And that's insane. A complete natural. Like and a complete, it, complete natural. And this was on from Grinder? Grinder. Before that, one of our other models I found on Grinder. Um, this model we just had is uh we like to get people who aren't professional models. Right. Well, so and luckily we, you live in West Hollywood and Grindr is basically like a modeling casting agency. Yes. So right. we had somebody who was sort of a freelance um, OnlyFans kind of adult thing. We had our first model. Um, she works in healthcare. She was like, you know, finished our shoot and went on to be like having people in a parking lot at a hospital at the COVID crisis, you know. Um, I believe that Deja has a day job doing something in mental health, I believe, for like, I think veterans wow. or something. Yeah, we love getting people who are models because honestly, I'm bored of models and right. the magic of finding someone in the wild that you find totally. beautiful and then being like, will you come model for me? And they're usually Trixie fans and they're so, they're like make-a-wish kid level <laughs> excited. <laughs> and I just think everyone's beautiful and for us, it's fun because, you know, I'm white presenting and male. So for my models, I'm always looking for somebody with a different gender expression or a different skin color, or different personal right. style, just trying to like show more than what it looks like. Because I also don't wear makeup like a normal person. So the way I wear eyeshadow doesn't tell you anything about how it's going to work for you. Uh, <laughs> you not at I mean? all. Right. Because I don't look like a real person. Um, well, that, it's like funny a, that you bring that up because I feel like people... Did you feel skeptical of having your makeup line idea because of the way that you wear makeup and the way that Trixie presents herself to the world? Well, you know not mean by that? well, not really because I spent so many years as a makeup artist doing normal looks on normal people. Right. <laughs> so, you know, all the skills I use on myself are skills I developed, you know, at the mall, putting smoky eyes on girls going to prom. So, right. Um, I, I think of the, you know, I think of how I would want the product to work and I think about how the average person wants it to work. And I think that the truth is somewhere in the middle, but you know, normal, boring people and cross-dressers, we all want the same thing. We want the product oh. to be priced fairly. We want it to work well and we want the packaging to be easy to use and hopefully fun to use. Right. We all want the same thing. Right. Well, the, yeah, packaging is one of a kind at Trixie Cosmetics. Packaging is everything to us. I mean, if drag has taught me anything, the packaging matters, what you are dressed up right. as matters. So for us, like the people who design our packaging are people who, like our main packaging designer has a full-time job at a toy company. Because we want all our stuff That's to right. not look like makeup. We want it to look like toys. Right, and it does. Yeah, it's a gag. We have some really cool stuff coming out this year. It's, it's about to pop off. Will there be more products that, meaning like you have like the glitter and the lip gloss and the stuff, is like, it's getting bigger? Yeah, new palettes, more of the, more like more blushes, um, more eyeshadow palettes, and then new products. I mean, I don't want to say, but like we want to do everything, so we're slowly expanding to this part of the face or this feature, or this type of color, um, and the photo shoots. I mean, the photo shoots and the campaign images are a whole job on their own. Right. Know? 
he trying to capture it. like that story. We always talk about a lot about the storytelling. Like we're not reinventing the wheel by making a pink lipstick. We're not changing lives, but the storytelling of it, we try to really make the product with the marketing and stuff. We try to make it almost seem like a movie. Mm-hmm. Like you have to see it. You're like, oh, I want to be a part of that. No, I remember when you, I, I think it was the first launch in 2019. And one of your first posts was like the hand with the phone or something. Yeah. And it was like making an announcement soon. Like I, just that image alone makes you want to like jump into the picture and be a part of that world. Yeah, we get to work with some really cool photographers um, and really cool, I mean, we're all, the people on my team are like, all right, I'm taking a break from the office and they're outside spray painting a vintage to- a vintage phone blue for the daytime right. real nice too, you know. It's very hands-on, it's very all hands-on deck. I mean, I don't know other people who are doing makeup campaigns who are doing their own makeup and their hair for the campaigns, you know. No. We just had a model for this new product come out. We just had a model, she did her own hair and makeup because of COVID too, we, right. it's not safe to have a hair person and a makeup person and a model. So I can pay one person all that money to do it all on themselves and it's safer. Yeah. You are glowing. Did you, what, what's going on? Just. Oh, I, I, I'm having a skin moment. In a good or a bad way. A oh, very good way. <laughs> I wish this is a podcast, but I'm sure take a selfie so people can see it this week. Like, I mean, what's it. happening? This is my real skin. I don't have makeup on. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's good. I started um, retinol and that's been snatching me together. I mean, really? I woke like three days into retinol. I woke up and looked in the mirror and was like, um, this looks like me after a vampire facial. That's how good my skin was. <laughs> And I've had five vampire facials in my life. And this is just from retinol. I mean, my skin, I mean, it looks, I, I think I look great, right? Yeah, you do look really good. Yeah, I mean, I would love to have a little more eyebrow hair. And frankly, a little, um, I'm fine with the no head hair. I don't care about being bald, but I wish I had fuller eyebrows. They're pretty full. <laughs> you want them fuller? Yeah, I want, I like like big bushy eyebrows and I don't know. Girl, I've just been trying to find balance because this has been the hardest year of my life work-wise because instead of being on tour all year, which honestly for me, I get to turn my brain off and just perform right between the YouTube channel and, uh, and Queens who like to watch and bald and the beautiful and my YouTube channel and the makeup company and the records I'm working on. This is probably the busiest I've ever been. So I've just been trying to like, no, totally. You need to like, eat correctly, and you need to sleep and not drink, and you basically be dedicated to work at all times. That's what I do now. You're not drinking at all. No. You haven't never really been a big drinker. Oh, of course I was, <laughs> but I hit it. No, I'm not drinking right now because I'm on an antibiotic. But um, I've been more into edibles because I can't be hungover all the time, and I'm always trying to lose weight. I'm training for a marathon, and I'm always trying to lose weight, and I I don't want to. Drinking makes me gain weight, like quickly. Yeah, right. Wait, I I, heard, I thought I heard this on your podcast. You're training for a marathon. You just listed off like everything you're doing, like all 18 projects and running your own business. Where well, did the inspiration I, come for run, running a marathon? Well, I'm going to be honest. First, it was wanting to be skinny. And then once I started for the first time in my life, instead of running to be thin, because, you know, I don't have, I have Wisconsin country DNA. My body wants to keep every calorie. My body right. doesn't forget that I woke Damn. up and ate some Girl Scout cookies. My body knows. Oh. And so focusing on running, which is this sport that's highly athletic, completely antisocial, and your only accountability is to yourself. Once I started focusing on the time I was running, the distance, once I got on a program of like, this is the week's training for a full marathon where I have a responsibility every day to wake up and do some kind of training, changed everything. I'm probably the thinnest I've ever been. Really? I whatever I want. Yeah. Oh, that's good. See, that's the dream. <laughs> well, that's, it's great. Like I, I, last Saturday I ran 16 miles. It's like, I can just go eat whatever I want then. Right. Instead of being like, mm, if I eat this, I'm going to have to run tomorrow. Like being more focused on the training and then the skinniness happens without you realizing it. I'm not saying skinny is the goal, but for me, for Trixie, looking thin always looks better. So Right. No, I noticed in last season of, uh, you were looking 
hot. Like you were. I thought you were going to say chubby. No. <laughs> but the you problem with drag is chubby. whenever whenever I'm chubbier, my makeup looks better. My cheeks fill out. The square of my chin goes away. The makeup looks better. So every time in my life I've been in a chubby phase, I have the best makeup. Really? Yes, 100%. With all the lines I draw on my face, whenever I get really thin, my face gets angular and then it's just lines on lines <laughs> on lines. Right. So. Well, are, I see that you're filming season six of Uh. We are, we just started. We're in tomorrow. Thank God. Back in the studio doing episodes four, five, and six tomorrow. When can we expect a release date? Because it's one of my favorite pastimes. I have no idea. Really? I have no idea. We just signed a lot of episodes though. So we're not going anywhere. Oh, good. Katya doesn't die, we'll be here. I mean, that's really the variable. Yeah, as long as you keep Katya propped up. Yeah. (laughs) Is she going to, you know, at some point wander into the night again and we don't see her for a year? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. She's not here for a long time. She's here for a good time. Oh, I like that. That could be her real housewives tagline. I'm not here for, I love the housewives. Um, first of all, the, the Beverly Hills music is Inspector Gadget. Let's just right. call it what it is. Right. <laughs> and the shit they say makes no goddamn sense. Oh, it's, a, did your My voice- cousin died in a rowboat. Do, 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 do. Like it makes no sense. <laughs> right. No sense. I, I don't, what is it, um, Yolanda? Um, I love to have fun, but I don't play games. <laughs> what? Give me a break. Were you, I heard that you were a big fan of Salt Lake City Housewives? Loved. It's my favorite one. Can I tell you a secret? Hated. I'm ending the chat. Click. (laughs) Okay, so one of my best friends who's a Housewives fan loves Salt Lake City too. I I don't know, and you know that I've been a crazy Housewives fan for years. Yeah. Something about it did not vibe with me what did you love about it well the religious (laughs) shit right everybody judging each other for their um lds like compliance or non-compliance when in fact you sell alcohol and you're divorced and you're that you know they all have different interpretations of their religion also they're obviously not friends with mary but they pretend they are which i find hilarious well, Mary is. They did half the season from a shoe closet. Right. I what mean, is what is wrong with Mary? Um, <laughs> I don't know what's up with Mary, but I love it. Jen yeah, is. She's bonkers. Jen is the angriest person I've ever seen on television. Who, <laughs> Jen? Yes. Oh. Everything is oh, straight yeah, to talks. like, to like the fuck you, fuck you, fuck, like crazy. Everything is like zero to 60. And then she never thinks it's her fault, which I love. I saw on Twitter that you got really geeked that Heather Gay followed you. (laughs) Yes, I love Heather. I think- No, I love Heather too. In every franchise, you know, cause I'm I'm learning now in quarantine, you know, cause I'd never seen Simple Life, um, Flavor of Love, Housewives, all this- um, um, All the reality TV that like allowed us drag race, basically. Yeah, Top Model, never seen it. So I'm learning now. And it's so interesting because I always like to identify what I call the adult in the room, which is like who on the cast is the most normal? Who's the, who's the voice of reason? Right. And it really shifts depending on the season, who is the voice of reason. And I really like um, Heather because I think she's the voice of reason. Well, she definitely, I agree with you on that. I love Heather. Yeah. I just would She's the voice of reason. I just would have cast it differently. I feel like I could tell they're not really friends. They're not really friends, <laughs> any of them. Whitney and being that, like, that Mary and whole... I have a connection. I'm like, when? When? Show me your phone history and show me the times you've called Mary. Because right. I don't when? believe it. Because <laughs> I don't believe it. Um, obviously, I love you, Small like Hospital. I love that grandpa fucker. Well, no, um, that's all good. I guess I shouldn't say hate. I just, I'm not as ecstatic about it as other people have been. I love Meredith's voice. Oh, my name is Meredith. Just, I mean, I love it. <laughs> She's gorgeous. Stunning. That reunion look. (sighs) Oh, I loved it. Jen is so beautiful. I don't know why she chose that hairdo. She looked bald and crazy. You know who I think um, Mary looks like? Who? Shangela, her first season. (laughs) (gasps) Oh, I actually, yeah. I mean, 
I think it's you a see it. Yes, it also makes the uh, winter look glamorous. It's one thing I like about that show. It makes you want to wear layers and just live somewhere where it's snowing but sunny. Right. Well, you know what that's like being from Wisconsin. Yeah, but Utah's gorge, like the the, the mountains. Right. You know, Wisconsin's not like that. Wisconsin's like you know your mom yelling out the window for you to shovel the the walk in front of your trailer. Right. You know what I mean. You spent some time there though over the holidays. Were you there for like a month because of? Yeah, COVID? I went for a, I went for about three and a half weeks during, um, like right around Halloween, beginning of November, because okay. I already had a purchase to go and do a gig there. Oh. Um, and then when the gig was canceled because of COVID, I was like, well, I guess I'll go. Um, because I was going to buy my mama house. So I went to buy my mama house. So I bought my mama house. Um, and that bitch, I brought her, she lives in a trailer and dead end dirt road in the country. I brought her to the city. I bought her this house. I took her in and she goes, it looked bigger in pictures. Oh my God. I said, do you want to go back to the trailer in the woods, Val? Is that what you want? Um, and then I bought myself a loft there because I bought my like home gay bar. So I'm a partner there now. No, that's amazing. So I wanted to be able to, I love Milwaukee and I love Wisconsin. So I just wanted to have more official roots. So like my own loft, moving my mom there and then owning the business is like, I, I want to be able to have dual citizenship between LA and Milwaukee. Right, two different countries. <laughs> yeah, because I like it here. I have a lot of commitments here. It's hard for me to even get out of town and go to Palm Springs. Um, so I just have to plan better. Were you hoping I drank for that a lot in Milwaukee. You, you drank a lot? Yeah. Well. Just Milwaukee. People just go to the bars every night. That's what, that's what, there's not much to do. <laughs> yeah. People just. I mean, I'm saying as somebody, from, as somebody from the Midwest, I'm from They Michigan. drink in a different way. Like people right. go there for happy hour and they get like a cocktail and a shot. And that's the rounds they get over and over again. Yeah. Like that's five round one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, so listen, owning a bar. In Wisconsin, that's the place to own a bar. Oh, true. You think Trixie Cosmetics is bringing in the cash flow? No, it is the bar. <laughs> that's what's funny is all these articles have written like them and all these gay articles have been like, Trixie Mattel saves a gay bar. <laughs> My bar was doing fine. I'm here because it's a thriving business. Right. Because I'm, it's a charity to me. I'm here because on the other end of this, I'm trying to count, count coin Tina's. Was it the first bar you did drag at? No, but it was a bar that didn't even used to be a drag bar. It's called This Is It in Milwaukee. It's the oldest gay bar in Wisconsin. It even predates Stonewall. It's old. What? Yeah, it's old, old, old. And um, it's just a wonderful, it's cheers. Think paneling, think carpet and like bowling, like Ooh, a bowling yes. carpet on the walls. Yeah. Think like a real jukebox. Um, shot skis. When that used to be a thing. Yeah, totally. And um, I used to go there because on my way to my gigs, I was, me and my roommate at the time were so broke. We knew that if I went and dragged to that bar, people would buy us drinks so we didn't have to buy them. That's kind of how I started going is because I knew if I had an appearance at 11 at a nightclub, I could go there at nine and have a couple drinks before my gig, probably for free. So they weren't even like a club, like a lip syncing bar at the time. And then when I did Drag Race, um, I didn't have a great relationship with really any of the bars, the gay bars in the town, in the city. So I told the bar, well, if you install TVs, we could start doing viewing parties of Drag Race here on my season. And so that's when they really had a big business boom because all these people were coming to the bar for the first time, straight people, right, very wow. young college age gay people. And then they did so well, they expanded to the building next door, doubled the capacity. Now they have, you know, trivia, karaoke, drag shows all weekend, every weekend. Even wow. now they're operating at capacity with drag queens doing shows every weekend. Wow. So they're doing well, fine, but it, it's just funny that all the rags are like, Trixie Mattel saves the bar. It's like, girl. Well, I was just going to say, based on that description, it sounds like you saved it in some sort of capacity. You gave they it a new life. Fine. They were doing fine. I was just more like, hey, I want to be your business partner. I want to help plan, you know, the most lucrative quarters you can get and try to make right. the most money. And I've been to every gay bar on the planet. So I have a very developed sixth sense about what yeah. works in this environment and what totally. doesn't. Yeah, let me give you one tip. Put TVs in there and play Drag Race. You'll quadruple your business on one night. <laughs> exactly. Or like, you know, pay. little things like making sure the drag queens have good lighting, making sure the drag queens have a proper dressing room that's secure, 
Um, making sure they have a ring light in front of a step and repeat so they can be taking great shots of their pictures all the time. Right. Great shots of their outfits. Just like things you would think of as a performer. You know, I'm always trying to bring that perspective. Right. Well, speaking of Drag Race, I feel like my listeners and your fans are going to kill me if I don't ask you your thoughts, even though you're hosting Pit Stop every week. So we already kind of do get your thoughts. Yeah, if you want to see, if you if you like Drag Race, you can catch me on the RuPaul's Drag Race official YouTube channel recapping season 13 of Drag Race. Um, what are my thoughts? I live. Um, I live. I live, yeah. That opening episode where we got to know every person a little bit, it made me very invested in all the people. Oh, so you liked the split? I did, I liked the split. Um, I mean, I hate a lot of things. Um, right. You know, Thanks. as a reality TV watcher, Candy's a little combative for me. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say I often side with her in an argument. I'm right. always like, oh, you really took it there for no reason. Um, but then again, when I was on Drag Race, every time, everybody's there to fight. And I'm always like, what is wrong with you people? Like, I'm oh, not you- reality TV in the sense of like, what did you say, bitch? You know what I mean? I right. don't do that so well, that's interesting that you say that because i think obviously it's competition to become america's next drag superstar but i think a lot of people know especially if they are reality tv watchers that they want to get like they want to be a reality tv persona in addition to like snatching the crown yeah right yeah they're like trying to be like candy's the perfect example she's like if i pop off and untucked every week it's gonna be they're not gonna cut it out Right. Um, I just think that sometimes that I don't find that charming. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I don't find it charming in reality TV when someone tries to play the game too hard. Like the, the cameras are on, so let's fight. I just, I'm not, I'm not impressed by that. It yeah. I guess I'm not either. Who do you, who do you, who was fighting I, a lot when you were first on? Cause you just said they it seemed like they fought were- a lot. Um, Mrs. Tasha Davis. No, <laughs> I don't even remember that far Heck, who was like the fighter? I don't know. I don't remember. I, don't like, I love, I love There's Olivia. One. Olivia Lux owns my whole ass titties. And Isn't she great? You know, she just started drag. Like, I think we've been friends longer than she's done drag. That's actually not a joke. Relatable Did you know content. that? Same with Priyanka. Priyanka, I know. I don't Priyanka. get it. Yeah, it's not relatable content. Because um, for me, I'm like Tamisha Iman all day, every day. Yeah, Tamisha's lovely. Um, I'm a big fan of Olivia. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of Olivia's drag and her personality. I think Tina's so fucking funny. Do I you? Hate everything she wears. Okay, yeah. With a passion. <laughs> I just am, I tried to be on Drag Race, somebody who is portrayed, who is, I guess, a funny queen. You can be funny and not look like shit. Yeah, and I don't get it because I've lived in New York for the last 12 years. So I've been seeing Tina out and about for 12 years. And that and, bitch is so fucking funny. No, and she hosts everything and everyone loves her, but I'm like kind of surprised by some of these outfits. I'm like, you looked better at Barracuda on a Wednesday four years ago. Right. And I'm a huge fan of her talent. Like I've seen her a few times and she leaves me like crying. I still think about some of the jokes she says to people. Right. And how fiercely she reads these New York gays within an inch of their life in the audience. They're left gasping. Um, but that, it's just like, Oh, I love your drag, but you live in New York. You have resources to so much. And this, this is it really? Yeah. Okay. Are you, who's your winner? Are you allowed to say because you host Pit Stop? Um, I don't think I'm allowed to say because I'm, I'm several, I'm I'm always like four episodes ahead of you guys. Okay. That's what I meant to ask. So you film, you can see the screeners and then you get them out of the way with. Yeah. So I'm, I think I'm three episodes ahead right now. Okay. So, but usually like, honestly, if we're being transparent here, if we're talking, spilling all the tea. Yeah, give me some tea. World of Wonder usually doesn't finish editing the episodes until like right before. So I'm usually filming like Pit Stop the week before. Right. So I'm never that ahead. You're watching just hours and hours of raw footage. (laughs) Yeah, so like the week off last week, whatever, Uh the COVID week, I was there filming the two episodes ahead of that. Okay. So I'm not that much further ahead than you guys. Only two episodes, I guess. Yeah. But it's fun. I miss doing Pit Stop in person with other people, but still fun. Yeah. I mean, it's like you and the screen. It's like this. It's like, I wish we could all be together. 
Yeah, but I like hosting. There's something about like reading cards and looking right at the camera. It gives me a charge. I don't know what it is. My favorite part of you on Pit Stop is you like sort of sometimes mocking what the producers write on the card. You're like, oh, that with Jan. <laughs> I love, I, I had, um, what's her name? Uh, Rockham Sakura on. Yeah. And I was like, all right, Rockham Sakura, brief interactions. <laughs> How are you? And she goes, brief interactions. So stupid. Um, they hate me yeah uh they also I, I know i'm probably supposed to be impartial but every week i'm like once again olivia owns my ass and they'll be like all right but go in and like try to make you know they'll be right. like can you talk about anyone else and i'm like i forgot everyone does olivia know that you're a fan of hers yeah she knows i'm obsessed with her because it's all i talk about <laughs> isn't she that, that face is ridiculous this perfect her, the hair like perfect the the costumes Perfect. The performance is incredible. Love it. My favorite part of Olivia so far is the fact that she was in a competition with Rosé here in New York and they came out together on like the first episode or second episode of Drag Race. And Rosé thought like she had it in the bag because she's been doing drag longer. And Olivia's like, never mind. <laughs> Did you let her have it? Yeah. Rosé is pretty good too. I mean, this is not a read. Rosé has an extremely male face. Oh, I think she transforms it pretty well. Well, I think it was smart of her to do that mask Jim Carrey thing because of her face. Like it was the perfect sort of like Jim Carrey cartoon character. Yeah, um, I think she's she's really wonderful too. I added, uh, we have, who do we have on the PR list? I added Simone and um, Olivia to the PR list at the cosmetics company like immediately just cause I was like transfixed with their faces. Yeah, Beautiful I think- makeup. I- I want Simone to win. Yeah, a lot of people do. My boyfriend wants Simone to win. Do you come home and tell your boyfriend things to know or he's like, don't tell me I want to watch on Fridays? No, I have an NDA, but also my boyfriend loves to know everything. He loves inside information. Well, going back to Lisa Vanderpump, if everyone listening, Trixie Mattel's boyfriend loves Real Housewives, which they probably already know. He loves it more than me. Were you, were you able to bring him to Lisa's house? No COVID. It was like very strict. Oh, I couldn't right. bring no uh, no assistance, no nothing. Um, he's never been more jealous. He uh, loves Lisa. His dream. He's had dreams. He says about going to Villa Rosa and like having brunch there. No. So he was just like, "You have to do this." <laughs> when I got the opportunity, he was like, "You have to do it." And I was like, "Okay." Um, and Lisa was so wonderful. We we we. She called me the other day. I was on my 16 mile run. She called me around like mile nine and we, ch- we chatted for like 30 minutes and it was a little bit uh, surreal because we just have a, a really good rapport. It feels like I've known her more than I know her. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like we talked about, you know, we talked after we talked about Jiggy dying and stuff and I oh had just God. met Jiggy right before he died. So that was sad, but you know, that dog was everything to them. So everything that, that dog was like a Bravo liberty in its own right. Yeah, I met Ken and he was like, this is Jiggy, the first dog on um, Dancing with the Stars. And I was like, oh, I was the second. Oh my God. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm really enjoying watching all those programs. All the programs. All right, I don't want to keep you too long, but I do have to ask about um, you and Katya liking to watch on Netflix. Because yeah. when when uh isn't on, it's the perfect like thing in between. It's the perfect. Uh... I don't think people realize you can't go on YouTube without seeing me at this point. Because think about it. My uploads, on my, I'm cooking with the Easy Bake Oven on Monday. Right. The podcast goes up the, on Tuesday. Queens Who Like to Watch will usually go up on the weekend. Pit Stop goes up on Saturday mornings. And uh, when we're in season, is on Wednesdays. I'm literally on YouTube five times a week. Oh my God. That's why I don't have a life. That is hilarious. But I love doing all of it. I love doing Queens Who Like to Watch. I'm gonna be honest to him, this is some real insight to you. Okay. When Netflix initially offered it to us, I think our management was like, ah, the money's okay. Um, It's watching Netflix content and like reacting to it. I don't really know if you guys wanna do it. And we were like, sitting down and watching TV and talking about it, like, of course we want to do it. Yeah. And the first day on set, I believe the show was invented by a gentleman named Fran, 
um, and it's a fun, like dangly earring crop top gay, right? That style, right. like thin little glasses, that kind of gay. Uh-huh. And it was like the first even like 10 minutes, it was like magic. Like the camera people were laughing and we all knew like, oh my God, this is gonna be a great show. And it's funny because it's technically Netflix marketing. Oh, but it doesn't 100%. feel like it. It really doesn't feel like it. I, I feel like, I, I hope the check got bigger because I feel like people watch Queen Who Like to Watch or- Well, we get paid very well, but you have to understand okay. like, pitched as like, on paper, it sounded like we were doing commercials for Netflix. Right, right. But in reality, it's, re- it's so fun. We are obsessed with it. And when it first started, I was like calling them being like, can we do more? Like, I yeah. hope you liked it because I want to do more. We love it. And honestly, I actually think we accidentally do get people to watch the movies. Oh, 100%. We, I was watching, um, when you guys watched I Care A Lot, my, my friends and I watched it over the weekend, you guys watching it, and half of the, my COVID pod were like, now I want to see the movie because they movie, made right? Oh my God, it's fucking bonkers. Yeah, and everybody at Netflix, Jennifer, um, the whole team, the, and, you know, now we're doing it remotely. So it's, right. she just started coming to my house and we fell on my couch. Um, Which that's a nice improvement because now you and Katya can be like together. It's a lot easier. I have to tell you, we usually film them two days together, Tuesday, Wednesday, let's say like Uh eight hours Zoom, trying to do like improv on a Zoom. It's a lot. So being together, we laugh a lot more. Oh, 100%. Um, I love doing that show, you guys. Like you guys, one person. I mean, I love doing (laughs) Un, but Un is a little heavier lifting because there's nothing to react to. It's all us. And oh Netflix, right i see yeah netflix is really like and netflix is so fine with us think about it shitting on a lot of these movies too right and like when we watched the princess diaries we weren't acting like it was an oscar film right and they're yeah fine that's a it. good point and they don't seem to be censoring a lot what you guys say no to be fair we could usually find something we like in in the thing right uh but Netflix is so, they give us a total voice and freedom to like say whatever. I mean, Dolly Parton Christmas in the Square. Oh my God. <laughs> it was the cheesiest shit I've ever seen. Nah. And then last Christmas we watched a Vanessa Hudgens Christmas movie. And uh-huh. this Christmas we watched a Vanessa Hudgens Christmas movie. And like, I'm a 31 year old man watching a, t- a teen romance film. Like, right. we're going to make fun of it. Was the the one you did when you um with like the oh, comment always smells like cum. Yeah, <laughs> was that Netflix? <laughs> yes, I did not know that that would have such an impact. Um, that was so good. <laughs> I love that episode. I love the one about the circle. Oh, the, the dating show or yes, the, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. too hot to handle. Oh, the circle is like Big Brother. The circle was like big brother. And there's that part where that girl goes, um, circle, start a conversation with all the women and call the group chat skinny queens. I probably never laughed harder in my life. <laughs> and then I stood up in the studio and I stood next to the boom mic and sipped my tea. And like, I was laughing so hard that the dish was rattling. Um, I laughed so hard during that show. And Netflix is so good to us. Like they let us say whatever. I love that. And wear whatever. Well, Katya shows up wearing whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. What's funny is Katya and I, as much as we work together, we never look like we're going to the same event. Ever. ever. But that's the best part. <laughs> like, not once. And what's funny is you filmed so much that you'd think just coincidentally, like, you might show up in a similar outfit. But you guys are so your own entities that that's never going to happen. Yeah. We're, we're very lucky to have found each other because... Um, I mean, I'm just going to say it. We've gotten a lot of great opportunities financially yeah. and career-wise because together we just have something that is a, it's a one plus one equals three thing. For sure. There's something more there. Yeah. And we, that's why we spend no time together. Everybody thinks we're best friends. And like, unless we're filming, we maybe text every day, but like, we don't see each other recreationally much. No, you have to save it for the cameras. You have to save it. It's a moneymaker. Don't call her. Don't waste yeah. the jokes. Um, because between the pod and Netflix and Un, we're together all the time. So all the time. 
Well, thank you so much. Friendships of mine that last are the ones where they're scheduled in and I get paid to be there. Right. I don't want to have friends for free. Just pay me. (laughs) I know we were at a point, Katya, the other day were like, not to be, not to be dramatic. Is there anybody in my life that I consider a friend that I don't pay? (laughs) That's hilarious. That's bleak. (laughs) That is so bleak. That is bleak. Um, Thank you so much for doing this. Congratulations on your pod. Oh, thanks. It's so, so nice of you to support me. And um, if you're, um, I have so many projects coming up, TV and otherwise. I hope I can come talk to you at OK about it. Yeah, please do. And I'll maybe doing some other stuff at other brands. I'll let you know. Freelance, in some demand. Fr- some freelance gigs. Who do you listen to on the pods? Who do you like? On the podcasts? Well, The Bald and the Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, Les Culturistas. Love Les Culturistas. Uh, Bowen's voice is so relaxing to me. I know. And Matt Rogers is so cute to me. So cute. Bowen is too. I love them. Um, Bowen is so beautiful to me. I love him on SNL. Yeah, I know. It's crazy to think he's fully on Saturday Night Live. Right. It's crazy. And I, know know from, I know him from Culturistas more. Right, like, same. Literally on Saturday Night Live. No, I know. Um, and do you know Logan Hardcore, the drag queen here in New York? Oh, Yeah. She has a podcast out now, and I've been a fan of her. Interview Sherry Pie. Yes. Work. Did you listen? I didn't. I did. It's not that I wouldn't. I just didn't. Right. She actually called me and was like, "Should I do?" Because we've been friends for years, and she knows where I work, and just wanted some like professional advice. She's like, "Should I do this?" And I was like, "Sure." It's a bold one. It's a bold move. It's a bold move. It probably did get her a lot of listeners. Yeah. She's really good at sort of like, she's so, almost like this like Simon Cowell personality of like, I'm just going to say what's ever on the top of my head and you're going to have to deal with it, even if it's nasty or rude. Yeah. So it was like the perfect kind of person to interview Sherry, I guess, because she wasn't going to like let her off the hook. She was like, let's just talk about how fucking disgusting this was. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's yeah. um to quote one of the greats. <laughs> People can't see me, but I'm putting my fingers in my mouth like Bob and Peppermint. Yes. I actually I get, don't. Listen- I, I get canceled uh, like every six weeks, so I just always have to be careful. Yeah, you probably do have to be careful. Five days a week on YouTube, hon. <laughs> I, girl, what are the three most cancelable entities? Comedians, drag queens, and YouTube makeup people. Guess who's all three? Brian Furcus. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of Logan Hardcore, my favorite thing she says is like, uh, I can't get canceled because I've never been greenlit. <laughs> I always think of our angel in the sky, uh, Chichi Devane. And yes. you know, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. I always say, if you, me and Monet were saying, if you stay canceled, you ain't got to get canceled. Yes, that is good. <laughs> but anyway, well, I hope the pod is continuing to go well. And I hope you get Thank some- you so much. And I'll call you this weekend at midnight. <laughs> good, yeah. Good luck trying to follow this one. Oh. <laughs> this guest. Well, no, I don't know. I don't know who I'm gonna have next week, so the pot's gonna blow up. It better be good. Go big. Get something controversial. Yeah. Katya, are you available? <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump. Yeah. Donald Trump. Okay. Well, have a good one, my dear. All right. You too. Bye. Bye.